At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hour two here on the Nightcap. We'll talk to Johnny Avello. DraftKings Sportsbook Director here in uh, less than five minutes. Dieter Kurtenbach, Tim Murray with you live from the Circus Sportsbook on a extended weekend as we had that feel. A lot of early day baseball. And, you know, this is the time of year, Dieter, as we celebrated a anniversary of, uh, of the LeBron James meme of all memes. This is the time of year we usually have game one of the Stanley Cup and... Yep. Game one of the NBA Finals some point this weekend or just about to get there. I'm kind of digging this schedule. I know it's not here to stay. Yes. And I know it's going to, you know, come July, we might be saying, ah, do we really want to be watching the NBA Finals? I don't know. I'm I'm kind of liking where we're at. You like a little bit more of a split up. Here. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like it. We're getting into some interesting baseball, too. We're at the point now where you can start making some, you know, confident bets with some teams. It's not just throwing it against the board anymore. You kind of know what these teams are about and what they can do for you. So I'm enjoying this baseball season so far. We'll get into the real nitty-gritty of the basketball here. We're getting some of these first-round just laggards out of the way here. Washington Wizards want to hang around, but honestly, like <laughs> it's when we get into the second round, that's the good stuff. Hockey's good through and through. That's the great part about hockey. Every game's exciting. Basketball, now we're going to get into like Bucks nets Oh, yeah. Woo. Just that alone. That alone gets me excited. Yeah, there's there's no doubt. And and that series, when it gets going, uh, probably early next week yeah. or maybe over the weekend if yeah, they I get a game one. Yeah, yeah. That, that might be a good start there for uh, Nets. And oh, assuming, assuming the Assu- Nets yeah. take care of business in game <laughs> five. <laughs> um, that was uh, that was a nice play yesterday. I I, I laid I laid the lumber with uh, with the Nets. Bounce back spot. Just felt like that was that was a clear. 
domination opportunity. You enjoy a pina colada throughout that entire game, just living easy. It was a little close early on, but yeah, for the most part, it was yeah. nice. It was it was nice. By the way, entering today, favorites twenty three and thirteen ATS in, wow. in the NBA, uh, but they're now twenty three and fourteen. Because the Sixers not only didn't cover, they lost outright earlier today. I do want to hit on, before we get to uh, Utah-Memphis here at the half, we had a overtime winner, another overtime game yep. in the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Islanders, who blew a 3-1 lead going into the third period, they do get the win. So cash that plus 175 money line ticket on the Islanders. Overhits in that game, 4-3 to Islanders win it. Even up at one game apiece, heading back to gorgeous Nassau Memorial Coliseum there. What do you make of that series? Because I have loved what the Islanders did throughout the regular season, but they seem very much like a regular season team to me. Whereas I look at the Bruins and I go, this is a team that I know that there's a lot of new faces, but they have a cup-winning goaltender. They got some guys on the front line who you know that they know what it takes to win come playoff time. They're a heavy team. What do you make of that series? Do the Islanders have enough firepower? I, I think the Islanders, I mean, they, they shocked everyone doing what they were what they did against yeah. the Penguins. Uh, but I, I don't. I, I think, you know, great win today. Hopefully this is a, a long series. But after game one, I mean, Twitter pretty, pretty much uh, handed the Stanley Cup to the Bruins. I said, there, there's a team in Colorado that's, <laughs> that might have something to say about yes, that. Um, but, yeah, that, they have been playing exceptional, and they, they lose tonight. Uh, but even series heading back to, uh, headed back to the island. Montreal gets the win and the series over Toronto. Unbelievable. Those, I mean, those Maple Leaf fans <laughs> got to be feeling great. At least the Raptors did well, right? Yeah, they did. The Tampa Bay Raptors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never. Well, and they got the Tampa Bay or the Dunedin Blue Jays, right? Yeah, too. everything's going great. Yeah, feeling good. They uh, did win. To be fair, the Blue Jays are good. They did win a championship a couple of years ago. The Raptors, that is not not the hockey team, the one that they actually care about. <laughs> uh, halftime, Utah and Memphis. I'm not. I'm feeling okay. Not super yeah. about my over here. Yeah. Uh, two twenty-five is the total where it went off, and we're sitting at two. Uh, at 113 at the half. So yeah. as you see with the halftime line there at DraftKings, it's at 226 and a half. Utah covered the first quarter when leading 34-31, and they covered the first half as they lead by five at the break, 59-254 over the Memphis Grizzlies. 14 points from Donovan Mitchell, which uh, if you played the over on that, you're feeling okay. Donovan Mitchell with uh, with 25 and a half, and John Morant with 13. Johnny Avello from DraftKings Sportsbook. A lot to get to with Johnny. He'll join us in just a moment right here on the Nightcap. It is the Nightcap here on VSIN. That's Dieter Kurtenbach from the San Jose Mercury News. Also catch him on KNBR. I am Tim Murray. I work here. That's, yeah. that's pretty much where I work. And at the Circus Sportsbook, which makes me happy. And our good friend, Johnny Avello, fresh off either the golf course or the pickleball court. How was your extended weekend there, Johnny? Uh, a little bit of pickleball, no golf at all for me. Uh, I haven't swung a club in a couple of weeks, three weeks. But Too hot? Kind of itching. Yeah, itching to kind of get out there and hit a couple, few balls. All right. Well, uh, well, I, well, we got. We'll get to some golf. I, I haven't talked to you since the Phil Mickelson uh, victory, so we'll, we'll maybe we'll look ahead to the U.S. Open a little bit. But the big news, obviously, in the sports world, is the injury to Anthony Davis and the shift in the odds because prior to game four on Sunday, I don't know where you guys were, Johnny. I, I imagine you were similar to the market, which was minus eight, 
900. I mean, it was it was done. The series was over, and now we've had a, a, a stunning flip of favorites because of the injury to Anthony Davis. So what was your mindset at DraftKings when the Anthony Davis injury occurred and how it all unfolded, and now the news that he's probably not going to go tomorrow night? No, um, you know, I always thought that Phoenix uh, was a quality team and probably had a chance in the series uh, the whole time. I know things didn't, you know, weren't weren't looking uh, too good for them, but, you know, this team had a very good season and uh, Anthony Davis certainly makes a difference. And uh, unfortunately, without him, uh, you're right, everything has changed. Uh, You know, Suns are pretty big favorite tomorrow night. Suns are sizable favorite to win the series so you know things happen the lakers were playing with two guys all year uh they used role players and to be honest with you i just didn't think they had a good enough team to win it all just because uh they did rely on two guys for everything john i want to get your perspective we've seen now the odds for a, a series if it goes seven and the Suns plus 200 to win it in seven. The Lakers plus 400 to win it in seven. It, that's a really that's a big shift for home court advantage for the Phoenix Suns. I know that they got a full house there in Phoenix. I didn't think it was that advantageous for them. What do you make of the difference there? Uh, well, you know, you put up a, a price uh, based on the game, the amount of games that are left. Um, and, you know, that's where we stand. You know, they're... There's uh, three games to go. Is it going to go? Which way is it going to go? And uh, that's for the fans to decide. And that's for, there's a little value out there if you can guess that right. But, you know, it's all based on uh, what the probability is for that to happen. And Johnny, you know, the Lakers are such a public team, um, but their odds have been short all year coming off of the championship. So where are you guys? I know sometimes it differs from game to game and series to series as opposed to just broad futures market. So in the futures market, the Western Conference title and the NBA title, if the Lakers get bounced this round, is that a good thing or a bad thing for you guys? We've, we've taken money on the Lakers all year long, even when the Lakers were, in, you know, six seed, and, uh, possibly a being an eight seed. Uh, they were still betting them at, and we, if you remember, Tim, we really never had them at that high a price. I know. Uh, you know, and that's because we continue to take money on them and people know that uh the lakers the the postseason is what is meaningful to them not the regular season um so with the lake if the lakers do get bounced out of here that's good for us we still we still have some other hazards out there we the nets are not good uh, and you know about you know the money we took on the hawks yeah so we still have some jeopardy out there when you look at the Western Conference as we're seeing them on the screen, or we were just a moment ago, the Clippers at plus 300, what kind of fluctuations have we seen there? And, and could those odds get even shorter uh, if they were able to take care of business against Dallas and depending on what happens with the Lakers? I think so. Um, you know, I, I think if, if they do win this, their odds will be uh, short. And uh, even though teams have had a tremendous year, the Jazz, uh, the, the Suns, the Clippers were another team we've had short all year. Now, when I say short, you know, you, it's not a team you were getting at 10 or 12 to 1. They were always into the 3 to 6 to 1 area. Um, so 
Yeah, another team that, that took plenty of action in our, in our future book. Talking to Johnny Avello, DraftKings Sportsbook Director. And Johnny, certainly something we keep tabs on quite a bit on this show are player props. And, you know, some spots in town are now that we're here in the playoffs are, are getting more involved on those player props. But you guys have, have been there all year, and now the offerings are even more exponential. I mean, more players, uh, you know, in including rebounds and assists. What has the night tonight player prop market been like here uh, in the playoffs? It's growing, Timmy. Um, you know, I, I was asked on, where, you know, where we stood, and I'm starting to look really close at what the playoffs numbers are versus the regular season. The regular season props did well. Uh, the playoffs props are up probably another 10% over the regular season. So we're seeing more interest. Um, props have just uh, been incredible. When you're in as many states as we are, uh, there's a lot of people out there that enjoy playing something else besides the games. Along those same lines, what have we been seeing for live action with you guys over the last couple of weeks here with NBA? Uh, the one game that I that really was surprising to me, the money we wrote on it, was that Laker-Golden State play-in mm-hmm. game. That, that was one of the biggest rights I've ever seen for a, a live game. But um, they're, they've all done well. I, you know, the thing about the NBA is being down 15 or 20 early doesn't mean a lot. Uh, you know, we've seen teams down that in the first quarter, and I think there's players out there that bet live wagering only. Forget about, you know, pregame stuff. I'm going to wait, try to find some value in the game. If I don't see it, I'm not betting it. I'm going to wait for another game at another time. And I think there is just so much out, so much value out there, uh, especially with as many games as we're doing right now for the playoffs. Well, that's so funny, Johnny. I, I mentioned it to Dieter earlier in the show about the Lakers-Suns game because the Lakers go into the locker room down four. I think they were laying seven in the second half, so a three-point favorite for the entire game. Nobody knew the severity of AD's injury. I got to imagine people were firing away like the game had already been won uh, at half on the Lakers. So that ultimately, I would assume, was a pretty good result for, for you guys. It was a res- good result. It's a good thing people uh, didn't know more information. And so uh, <laughs> we're happy about that. Johnny, what are we seeing for week one action? How how much money are you guys taking in on week one of the NFL season, which might as well be 10 years away from right now? It's okay. Uh, You know, it's, it's, there was a little bit of flurry there when we first put up the, the, the numbers. Um, And then it kind of settles out a little bit and, you know, barring any type of injury trades, um, any major impacts to a game, it'll stay like that for a while until, uh, until we get closer to the season. But, you know, putting up the NFL numbers, people like to bet football. They like to look at those numbers. They like to look at the over-unders. They've been bet same way. Got bet early, kind of stay stagnant for a while. It'll all pick up a little bit later on. We've been seeing the odds fluctuate a lot with Julio Jones and the possibility of a trade. It's not even on the board with you guys anymore. Can you just walk us through the decision to take that bad boy off the board? Yeah, um, you know, 
sometimes you just uh, you just can't keep it up too long to get yourself in a little bit of hot water. So yeah. uh, felt felt like the right time to take it down. Talking once again to Johnny Avello. Johnny, uh, you know another thing that you guys have, and and we're always grateful for it because it gives us more fodder to talk about here on the network. Uh, it's the uh, the quarterbacks who will start Week One. You've got four teams up there, including uh, the 49ers. You got the Saints, Bears, Patriots, and 49ers, all with pretty reasonable favorites. Winston with the Saints, Dalton with the Bears, uh, Newton with the Patriots, and, and Jimmy G with the 49ers. Are, are these situations where you know your casual fan is just taking a, a, a fly, you know, a, a, a shot at the the plus money, whether it be Taysom Hill, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, or Trey Lance? Yeah, you know, I think there's three of those, Tim, that I I feel are unless bar an injury, I I believe yeah. there's three of those are kind of it, etched in stone. That would be, you know, Winston, Newton, and Garoppolo. I just think those three are now. The the one we did take a significant significant amount of money on was Justin Fields, and and I wouldn't argue that. Uh, you know, they brought in Andy Dalton. Uh, I don't. It's not going to be Nick Foles your starter. So uh, could Justin Fields win that spot before Week One? I think he's probably uh, you know more capable of winning that spot than any of the other guys on the other teams. Bar an injury, though, you know, injuries could change everything. But, you know, Justin Fields has that has the chance to take over the, the helm. And uh, that's the way they got bet. Now, since then, all that early money was on Fields. We've also taken some now back on Dalton. So not not as lopsided as we were once were. Johnny mentioned it a little bit earlier. Everyone loves talking about the win totals, and, and some of them seem completely outlandish now. And, of course, in a couple of months, we'll be looking back and thinking, oh, man, if I had only put some money on it then. Have you seen any heavy action on any of these totals to date? I know that it's going to be spread around there a lot, but is there one total that seems to be getting hammered more than the others? Yeah, there's a couple I've been getting bet. The uh, the Carolina Panthers under 7.5 was bet. The uh, the Jag uh, Jaguars under six and a half was played. Um, there was one that I, I think it was the Vikings under nine. Hmm. That one took quite a bit of action. Um, and you know it's kind of spread out. Like you said, Bengals under six and a half was another. Johnny, uh, you guys posted college football lines pretty early, um, and I know. Uh, Alabama and uh, Miami was a game that you guys had up there uh, pretty early. That'll be one of the premier games of week one, now up to 17 and a half. Uh, I can't remember where you started. I think it was under 17. Uh, what games so far, college football-wise, have you seen significant action on? Uh, significant is not a good word, Tim. <laughs> Some. Uh, how about that? Yeah, any. <laughs> Some action. Yeah, um... We're seeing a little bit of action on uh, Georgia uh, getting four at Clemson. That opened up a, a little bit higher. Uh, Michigan's up to 17 and a half over Western Michigan. Uh, there's, you know, it's kind of spread out. I wouldn't say there's a lot, a lot of money on any one team right now. And Johnny, when it comes to the futures market, um, we always like to talk about it. Oh, who's the value play? And And I think, you can find it in the NFL. I think you can find it in college basketball. I just, when you're thinking about a long-term play, you know, last year at 5-1, to one, I thought Alabama was a value play, and that was in September. What are you seeing in the futures market? Because it is, it is hard now that we have the college football playoff 
etched in stone, it's hard to find that quote-unquote value play out there. Yeah, it really is. You know, it's, it's the same when you look at the top five teams. It's the same five teams you've seen for five years. Mm. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Georgia. Uh, you know, LSU's in the sixth spot and A&M, they, who has taken a little bit of money. Uh, they're 25 to one. They were a little bit higher. Um, Texas took some early, uh, not so much as of late. They're back up to 50. They were a little bit lower than that. Um, so, you know, Alabama at two plus 225, there's been some money on them. They were a little bit higher than that. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think we'll we'll find a couple of nuggets here as we get into the season. Who knows who those nuggets will be? Maybe Florida is one of those teams. Maybe maybe Oregon's one of those teams. I don't know. So we'll, uh, you know, it's it's up. It's taken it's taken some money. It's spread out. But, you know, you got your top five and they usually do draw the most interest. Switching over to hockey here for just a moment. Obviously, the Avalanche had an incredible game against the Golden Knights in, in game one, dropping seven goals on their head. But I'm looking now at the series odds, the Avalanche minus 500. Is, is that a significant change from where this bad boy started? Is that a bit of an overreaction from people trying to get in on the Avs before they're gone? Boy, well, we have a lot of avalanche money to win, uh, you know, to win the whole thing. Um, and they did dominate in game one. The domination kind of even drove that number up even a little bit more. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, now with, you know, Toronto looked like they were a viable choice, but <laughs> God, to be up 3-1 yep. and lose a couple overtimes and just totally just fade out of it. Uh you know, that even makes the, the avalanche even a little bit stronger. So, yeah. you know, we have that bias. You know, we always talk about that East Coast bias mm-hmm. uh, for teams getting bet. We have that bias on Colorado Avalanche uh, in the state of Colorado. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of money on them to win it all. And uh, the way they looked against the Knights in game one, uh, you know, deservingly so. That price is probably right where it needs to be. And, Johnny, before we let you run, uh, Naomi Osaka pulled out of the uh, French Open today. Um, I imagine your decision, I mean, she already played one match, so all action is action in this situation? Yeah, Tim, you know, it's it, when, you th- when you put up a future book and the favorite uh, goes out, that mm-hmm. means that everybody else that bet every other player certainly is holding, uh, you know, a, a ticket that uh, is value-wise as a good ticket. Um, so you know we can't get in. You can't get in the habit of refunding right. money back all the time. Now, with that being said, we have a team, a marketing team that likes to do things like that. And uh, you know, I don't know what that their decision is going to be, but at this time, from a bookmaking standpoint, all bets were action. Um, you know, and so she's a loser for you if you're holding that ticket. Yeah, it's hard hard to disagree uh, with that decision. Johnny, always a pleasure, and uh, hopefully you're swinging it out in the golf course here shortly. Uh, hopefully so. Thank you. <laughs> there he is, Johnny Avello, DraftKings Sportsbook Director. We'll get you updated. Utah and Memphis, entertaining game going on down in the state of Tennessee. It's the nightcap here on VEASAN. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like check out these hair. I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, (laughs) hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, (laughs) do you you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. here on the nightcap and the utah jazz well they're rolling a little bit right now 83 73 the jazz leading i like where this uh this point total is trending i want to keep this up tempo here i want to i want to make sure especially when you're playing an over dieter yes let's keep it a little close here so we keep keep this up tempo uh nature here but the jazz are are starting to play quite well they have uh, outscored the memphis grizzlies 26 to 19 here in this third quarter donovan mitchell with 21 points just got uh, a little floater from mr uh i think it was ingles uh on the baseline there just his fourth point of the game but an 85 73 lead for the utah jets i will say and this is wishful thinking once again for me because i have the over (laughs) but the grizzlies for the most part this series they don't quit no, and I know you say, "Wow, it's the playoffs." Of course, nah, yeah, you'll see teams quit. They don't quit. 
especially not at home. That's inherently the mentality of the team with the Memphis Grizzlies, right? Like, they don't have the talent to match up. Now, when you're playing the Utah Jazz, it feels a little bit different. When you're playing the Lakers, when you're playing the Clippers, it's a different vibe. When you're playing the Warriors, as they did in that final play-in game, it's a different vibe. But Memphis is going to play it out for four quarters. They'll get about 110, 115 points, and we'll just see if Utah can continue to make threes. It seems as if... If Memphis has 110 points, I'm going to be a happy man. Yeah, well, exactly. So, and it's trending that way. Yes. You should be in good shape. Eh. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, I don't want to jinx it there. Listen, I I will say this. Memphis has been getting open three-pointers, and they have not been knocking them down. Utah is always going to get a ton of three-pointers. They have been knocking them down in this game, 52% from beyond the arc as we talk now. That's how Utah wins. Mike Conley in control of the contest. Donovan Mitchell getting points on the side. It feels like the Jazz have their formula back. It, It obviously didn't have it in game one when Mitchell was out. But getting Conley to distribute, drive, and kick, having Mitchell for late shot clock situations, opportunities when Conley's not on the floor, they got their verve. They got a little bit of something going on. There might be some value there in in betting Utah, especially with the way that you can't trust the Clippers, just full stop. And who knows what the hell's going on with the Lakers. So something to keep an eye on. And well, I want to dive into the Western Conference because I felt like early on in the year, the Eastern Conference was... I think the Eastern Conference still has intrigue to it. Yes. Uh, but three teams have clearly separated themselves. And now the Joel Embiid injury, while you can speculate and assume that, oh, okay, it's probably not that serious, you just don't know. He's yeah. he's certainly had injures, injuries uh, hamper him over his career, Dieter. Um, the Western Conference... I mean, you, you could make an argument today... For, in my opinion, mm-hmm. the Jazz, mm-hmm. the Clippers, the Lakers, the Suns. You're, you're uh, not going to do it, are you? I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's, that's it, too. It. I, but those four, I mean, to be here in the first round, and especially in recent years, and, and you know full well yes. being in the Bay Area, it was, okay, we're going to get the Warriors-Cavaliers again, and we <laughs> did. you know. And that year, Houston was there, took them to Game 7. But you can make a legitimate argument that four teams will emerge out of the West, and I think you can make a case that three teams can emerge out of the East. First off, that's a lot of Atlanta Hawks slander, and I'll hear it out of it. Um, I was, I was I'm, legit- all in. I'm all in on Atlanta to take care of the Knicks. Yes. Three series, series minus 120. We're in, man. Well done, ATL. Can Philly beat Atlanta without Joel Embiid? Yes. And so then there's really only three teams out of the Eastern yeah. Conference. And perhaps there's really only one, if we're being fully honest there. there's. I think the joy of the Western Conference as we look at it is the fact that like, the Jazz have the shortest odds. Is anyone in their right mind really going out there and just saying, no, it's the Jazz versus the field? It, those odds are really short, plus 200. It's, I understand where it's coming from. I think they're an exceptional team. I like them. I, again, think that they've found something here. If the Lakers can get healthy, which is a big if, perhaps an impossibility, yep. if the Clippers really did click into something here, if they had to face death only to come back and become the best version of themselves, there's something there. Uh, and the Suns, if they can beat the Lakers, what kind of a confidence boost is that going to be for them? It's not as if they don't have the talent. And you know Chris Paul's been jonesing for one of those titles. This might be his year. Yeah, and I think the Suns are the most interesting case out there because you can get them as high as 8-1 to one to win the West. Yes. I'm talking about the championship. Right. And if they win this series, if AD doesn't come back, they rightfully are the favorites to win this series. I think they beat whoever emerges out of Denver and Portland. I think it would be better for them if it were Portland. Yep. Um, and then, I, 
At 8-1, to one, they're not going to be plus 800 against the Jazz or the Clippers. That's extremely fair. So I think the Suns are an interesting... I would not be stunned, Dieter, if the, the Suns... To me, the Suns' most daunting task was beating the Lakers. Agreed. I would not take it any further than Western Conference champions. No, 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 no. I, I, not to Let win, but at eight to one to win the Western Conference. I like it. At two and two with AD likely out, I think you could you could do worse in getting a ticket like that. We'll keep talking a little more NBA. Talk about some of the series that maybe haven't gotten as much luster, like the Blazers and Nuggets. I know. It's a nightcap here on Vsin. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. a new feature on vcin.com every day we're posting the latest betting splits on every game in the major sports with current odds and what percentage of bets and money are being placed on each game check this info daily to find out which games are seeing the most tickets written and if that matches the money coming in on those games to help you find a betting edge and of course we have all the odds data and analysis for every game as well so start your next sports bet at vcin Com. Tim Murray, Dieter Kurtenbach, and the Utah Jazz leading by 9, 92-83, final minute of the third quarter. Donovan Mitchell, this will make our producer, uh, Aaron Oster, very happy. He is already at 24 points with his over-under tonight at 25-and-a-half. Uh, ja Morant at 19, so still some work to be done, but remember, we're still in the third quarter here, folks. Dylan Brooks already over his player prop 
of 20 and a half as he has 21. And Jaron Jackson over his player prop of 13 and a half as he sits with 16 points. And uh, Jordan Clarkson just buried a three. So off the bench, your six man of the year has 19 points. It's been a hell of a game. It's it been really a hell has. of a series. I mean, these two teams match up extremely interestingly. I don't know if they match up well, but it is an interesting matchup. And you get John Morant doing stuff. He's just getting a little bit better every single Mm -hmm. game. I think Donovan Mitchell is looking for an opportunity to maybe take another step forward. In this game, he's certainly been aggressive. uh, And and we know that Utah is going to go to him if this game stays tight in the late goings. Uh, But it's so jarring how different this Utah team is when Mike Conley is on the floor for him. He's been so important for them all year, obviously. But he just gives that offense another dimension. They don't have to constantly run the same play over and over and over again. Conley can probe and dish. They get a lot of open three-point looks, and they got the guys who can knock them down. Again, we were talking about this in the last segment. There's still some value there in Utah, even though they have the shortest odds on the board coming out of the Western Conference. Yeah, I, I just don't, at this point, trust this Utah team, and Rudy Gobert, him being a focal point for your team in the playoffs, the way basketball has changed over these years. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know Donovan Mitchell can do what he did at times in the bubble last year, which was just go absolutely berserk, Um, but there's something about Utah. Even though they're the number one seed, they'll have home court. I just can't, and especially at 2-1 to odds to win the Western Conference, right now I I have to stay away. I get that. Mitchell isn't all that effective of a player in terms of his efficiency. He's a guy who will put up a lot of shots. Mm -hmm. And that's where Conley comes in clutch, right? Because when Conley puts up a shot... He's going nuts the other night. When Conley puts up a shot, it's an open look. It's a it's a smart look. He's a coach on the floor. He knows what he's doing. Whereas Mitchell, he gets a little gets a little happy with the trigger there every now and again. Now, when you're in the bubble and you're getting the same sight lines every game, and you don't have to worry about traveling at all, mm-hmm. apparently you can just go off for fifty every night. That is not the circumstance anymore. And Jordan Clarkson, I won't say the dagger, but uh, a big shot there as we head to the fourth quarter with 187 points. Hey now. Works for me. 225 and a half. Let's go. 100 to 87. Jordan Clarkson from, uh, I don't know if that was from Mike Conley, but uh, Mike Conley tonight sitting with uh, seven assists. Donovan Mitchell has seven as well. I, I want to end on one quick series price. And the Nuggets remain a slight underdog yeah. in their series against the Trailblazers. I saw this, and we've talked about it on the show, as an opportunity after game one uh, where at uh, at some spots of town here, circa 295, uh, Westgate was plus 290. I just saw it as an opportunity, Dieter, to grab the Nuggets at almost three to one in what I deem to be a pick'em series. Yeah. Now, could the Blazers win this series? Of course they could. I, I think this is a toss-up, and that's what we saw on the odds prior to the start of the series. So I felt like that was just a bit of an overreaction in the in the series price after Portland won Game One, and here we are, two-two, heading back to Denver. Portland wins game four in impressive fashion. But guess what? Denver's a slight favorite tomorrow night. How do you how do you look at this series? Because I still think Nuggets at plus one oh five, I wouldn't necessarily play that series price. I would right. you know maybe just play them game by game. Uh, but I, I do think the Nuggets have a have a very good shot of winning this series. I'll give you that. I don't know if Mike Malone, the coach of the Denver Nuggets, agrees. Michael. Mike, I apologize. Michael. Michael Malone. I wouldn't want to get chastised on the air again. Um, No, Michael Malone, the head coach of the Nuggets, essentially called his starter soft after the last game. And, you know, credit to Terry Stotts, a good adjustment in not playing Ennis Cantor, just not even putting him on the floor, riding Nurkic. That gave 
it gave the Blazers a little bit of juice. I don't know if they have another mode, whereas I know that Denver can take it up another notch or two. Now, they got a lot of room to make up after that last game. They lost by 30, something like that? 20. Yeah, well, they were down by 30. Yeah, it didn't feel like it. it And that's the funny thing about this series is you look at the scores. Game one in Denver, Portland wins by 14. Game two, Denver responds, smashes Portland. And then the five-point win Denver had... In Portland, it was not a five-point game. No. We were sweating that thing out here. There were some late threes from Damian Lillard, which made me very happy because I had over <laughs> four and a half threes. Uh, we couldn't celebrate it on the air because that game concluded after we had signed off. And then you get the blowout in game four. So it, it's been the zigzag without a ton of competitiveness. It, so yes. what do we expect tomorrow? Are we finally going to get a real competitive game between these two teams. I don't know. It really depends. I think the biggest X factor in the series is Michael Porter Jr. I think he only put up three shots in the last game. That's not feasible for Denver to win this series, to win a game if Michael Porter Jr. is not giving them anything. When Jamal Murray went down, he became the de facto number two option. And he was doing well in the regular season. He looked great. And now he's, you know, he's, he's kind of hit a, yeah, one for three. In, uh, in uh, on the other night. Not going to get it done. Not going to get it done one bit. And, and it's not as if somebody else was coming through and saying, no, let me take this burden on. You know what to do against Jokic. He's going to get his. He's going to pass it. He's going to get the water polo game going out of the post. He's a brilliant player. Putting Nurkic on him helps. Throwing extra bodies at him helps. You need somebody else to score on the perimeter. And, you know, Composo's given up so much height. It's really tricky. I'm wondering if Denver has reached the end of the rope. I mean, part of that game I'm watching, I go, I don't know if Denver has another thing that they can throw at Portland. It's just a question of if Portland will execute. And that is legitimately a big question because I don't trust them either. No, and they're terrible defensively. And that's why if it were the Lakers or even the Suns, I think that the Blazers are a good matchup because, yeah. you know, what's the strength for the Suns? It's their, now, DeAndre Ayton might argue, say, hey, he's come through. I'm doing my, I'm doing my thing down here. But the strength is, is their backcourt. Right. Um, but he's been, you know, what I've really enjoyed about DeAndre Ayton's game is he doesn't try to overcomplicate things. Yes. He's like, I'll get you your boards. You dish it down. I'll throw down some dunks on mm-hmm. people. And he's just all energy all the time. And, yeah. and that's why I think I thought the Lakers would take advantage of DeAndre Ayton. And, and AD's gotten his in the two games he was healthy in games two and three. But DeAndre Ayton has not been a liability at all. Like you've seen, you mentioned Ennis Canner and, and yeah. some of these bigs. They're liabilities in the postseason. 100%. Ennis, or, uh, DeAndre Ayton has not been that in the least. And if he can continue to simplify the game, he has a good chance of even taking it to another level in the next series. And we'll see if they do so. If the Suns can get past the Lakers, we'll tuck in with that top of the hour. But up next, Julio Jones. Could he be a Seattle Seahawk? We'll head to the Pacific Northwest next, right here on the Nightcap. Hire Indeed will help you speed up the process. They have 135 skills tests to help you find the right candidate faster. Visit indeed.com slash credit. It is the nightcap here on VSIN as I'm on total watch here. 10290. We got with 9.45 to go, the Jazz leading the Memphis Grizzlies. They went off as five and a half point favorites, a total of 225. So uh, still some time to go. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling all right. You should. Dieter Kurtenbach here. I am Tim Murray. And let's bring in Curtis Crabtree, who covers all things Seattle sports up in the Pacific Northwest, Sports Radio KJR. And Curtis, I got to imagine, 
in a city like Seattle with the with the rumors swirling with the report a couple days ago from Diana Rossini that Seattle has been poking around with Atlanta uh, that there's some excitement there. What do you think the realistic possibilities are of Julio Jones landing in a Seahawks uniform? Realistically, probably not great. The idea of it would be super interesting, though, like to have Julio Jones and Julio Jones Light and DK Metcalf on the same field together, and, and then Tyler Lockett on top of that. That's three Pro Bowl caliber receivers in the same offense. Would be certainly one heck of an attack to watch on the football field this fall, but. The logistics of trying to get a trade done that makes sense for both Seattle and Atlanta, the contract involved and everything a part of um, what the two sides are bringing to the table right now, it's tough. It's, it would be a tough hurdle to clear, I think, for that to ultimately end up coming together for a deal to get done. But it would be one heck, uh, heck of an interesting deal if it did. Curtis, beginning of the offseason, Russell Wilson stated that he was disappointed in what the Seahawks had done and not kind of giving him enough weapons, not giving him enough protection. They go out and trade for Gabe Jackson, one of the preeminent guards in the NFL. Does he have enough protection now? It doesn't feel like we hear about Russell Wilson being just angry about or disappointed anymore up in Seattle. Yeah, the thing, the most interesting about thing about Russell coming out was the fact that he doesn't say stuff like that. Mm-hmm, so yeah. when he does come out and say, you know, I'm tired of getting hit, it's worth taking notice um, of just how much that means. Now, that being said, Russell takes a lot of sacks because Russell takes sacks. That's on Russell. Like, he holds the ball forever and takes hits that he doesn't necessarily have to take, that his offensive line protected plenty enough for him on a given play. And that's on him, too. So it's not just an offensive line issue with the Seahawks. It's on the quarterback to mitigate some of those sack issues himself as well. But, yeah, I mean, they make the trade for Dwayne Brown a couple years back. They take Damian Lewis in the second round a year ago. They trade another mid-round pick this offseason for Gabe Jackson. Um, You know, they they bring in Brandon Shell, the free agent a year ago, who had a nice season for them. All of those things come together to where they've, done plenty to try to, you know, augment the offensive line to make things a little bit better for them. They were not the worst that they've been by any stretch last season. I thought it was a fairly solid uh, year for the group up front. It waned a little bit later in the season as Mikey Potty broke down and they had some injuries kind of creep along. But um, I think they've made an effort to, you know, appease Russell on that, on that front. But whether it's enough to do that, I think it's still tough to see. We haven't talked to him since early in the offseason. Chatting once again with Curtis Crabtree from uh, Sports Radio KJR in Seattle at Curtis underscore Crabtree on Twitter. This is arguably the the most stacked division top to bottom, the most competitive division top to bottom. And right now, just based on the odds, uh, Seattle right there at third uh, because of what San Francisco has done and, and the assumed health and what the Rams are doing, you know, coming back Arizona the odds are, are fourth. How do you expect this season to unfold? A win total of nine and a half right now at most Vegas books. Well, the Seahawks have yet to have a you know a sub five hundred season um, since early on in Pete Carroll's since Russell Wilson's taken over as quarterback. I should say. Let's make it a nice, simple, clean cut there. <laughs> since twenty twelve, when Russell got drafted, they haven't had a losing season. They've only missed the playoffs, I think, twice in all of Pete Carroll's tenure. Only once with Russell Wilson at quarterback. The roster's still going to be plenty talented enough to win this division. I mean, they did win 12 games a year ago. Um, 
they had a disappointing first round exit against a team in the Rams that matches up well with them and kind of exacerbates some of their flaws at times. Um, and it was a disappointing end of the year for them. But this is still a very good football team. The 49ers have all the potential if they are able to stay healthy. They haven't been able to do that. Um, and, the, and the Rams are kind of turning a page over to Matthew Stafford. And I, I like that move for them, but we'll have to actually see it play out. So I think any one of those three teams probably have a, a, as good a hope going into the season to claim a chance at making a run for um, winning the division and, and making a deep playoff run. Arizona's got talent, whether they're good enough to put it together, whether Cliff Kingsbury can wrangle up uh, enough of a, a path forward for them to truly be comp- competitive in the division. I think I don't know the I don't have a great answer to that yet. I haven't seen enough from him to, to make me think that he will. But the the rush has got talent too. Yes, this division is uh, just about annually. It's a it's a it's a bit of a buzzsaw to go through, and uh, I don't think this year's going to be any different. Curtis, in March, the Seahawks re-signed Tyler Lockett to a very large contract extension, four years, $69 million. And then a month later, they draft this kid out of the MAC, Dwayne Eskridge, who looks like a Tyler Lockett clone in, in a lot of ways. A lot of speed, little bitty guy can hang out in the slot. What is the plan there between the two? Because you could say, oh, well, you know, Tyler Lockett's going to nurture young Dwayne Eskridge and teach him the ways of the Seahawks. Or you could say that they have a bit of a redundancy there at wide receiver and that they could have been helped out by drafting somebody else with their second-round pick. What, what do you expect out of those two in this first and perhaps second seasons together? Yeah, well, the Seahawks with their offense and their approach, they don't have, like, defined roles. But, like, Tyler Lockett doesn't just line up in the slot. They, they have all of their guys know every position um, within the receiver spots and are, are interchangeable among them. And, I mean, if you look back to, like, 2015, which was Russell's, I think, best stretch of, of play, you know, over a half of a season stretch or so, the, the second half of 2015, he did that with Doug Baldwin, Tyler Lockett, and Jermaine Curtis. And neither, none of those guys are super big receivers by any stretch either. So, Eskridge is coming in as a speed guy to try to help them, you know, take the top off the defense and create a little bit more um, space for, for Metcalf and Lockett to work. The second half of last year, the offense went completely – um, in the in the bin, like they they fell completely apart the second half of the year. They lacked the third off uh, uh, third option in the offense being any bit consistent. David Moore basically disappeared the second half of the last couple seasons. Um, the tight end position wasn't productive from a receiving standpoint. Greg Olson got hurt. Will Disley coming back up from an Achilles injury the year before wasn't quite as explosive as a pass catcher uh, at that spot. Luke Wilson, Cody Parkinson missed half the year due to injury um, after being drafted last year. So they just didn't really have a third option in the passing attack. And it showed. Like, teams were able to kind of, as good as they are, kind of double Metcalf and lock it and take them out. And they didn't really have much of an answer for it. So Eskridge is a part of trying to loosen that up a little bit um, and, and kind of creating a little bit more space and consistency for Metcalf and Lockett to be able to work as well. He is Curtis Crabtree, covers all things Seattle sports for KJR Sports Radio up in Seattle. Curtis, appreciate the insight tonight. No problem, guys. Catch you later. There he is, Curtis Crabtree, at Curtis underscore Crabtree. Uh, you certainly cover this division quite a bit. Yeah. Um, San Francisco, the assumption is, you know, based on the odds, that, okay, they were ravaged by injuries, but they're closer to the team that made it to the Super Bowl two years ago mm-hmm. as opposed to the team that ended up picking, well, they weren't going to pick third. They were 12th and moved <laughs> all the way up uh, to number three. So how do you look at this division? I, I think Curtis makes a great point that 
since Russell Wilson has been the starting quarterback, they've always gone above 500. Yes. I, I just I, I look around at that division. I look at L.A., which I have my questions about their depth, but okay. when they're not hurt, they're yeah. arguably the best team in that division. Uh, you look at Kyle Shanahan maybe getting the quarterback that he really, really wants. Does he plug him in at some point? And then Arizona's kind of that wild card because they just keep bringing in quality players, and can they put it all together? So when you look at this division, what jumps out to you about the NFC West? Huge boomer bust potential with the 49ers, and that goes with whoever the quarterback is. Jimmy Garoppolo, I just saw him on the practice field. You don't want to overreact to practice and OTAs or anything like that, but he looked healthy. He was zipping it around. And if you have a Jimmy Garoppolo that's healthy and zipping it around with the offensive talent that the Niners have and the offensive line that they have, you're in a really good position. and They think that they can continue to have at least a top-10 defense. They've gone back-to-back as elite defenses. Mm-hmm. That's going to regress just naturally. You can't stay at that level. But even if they don't bring, bring Richard Sherman back, they should have a good defense. That's a team that could really, really push it. Now, I, I like the Rams in that division. I, I think that Matt Stafford is going to be an easy fit. You don't have to coddle him the way that you had to coddle Jared Goff, certainly. And they won games with Jared Goff as their quarterback. That says a lot. And I'm with you on the depth, but that team drafts as well on day two or day three as any team in the NFL. I like the Rams. I think that they should be the favorites. I I like the Niners, but, of course, trepidation. And if you play Trey Lance, you got to knock a couple wins off there. It's a rookie quarterback. I need to see... I need to see Kyler Murray do it before I buy in. And I think the regression part you mentioned about the 49ers, I think the same can be said about the Rams' defense. They were number one in the league last year. They lose Brandon Staley mm-hmm. across town. He's now the head coach of the Chargers. Um, but, yeah, I mean, trusting in trusting in either Sean McVay or Kyle Shanahan is, is not a dumb <laughs> dumb thing to do. And, you know, you mentioned them drafting well. You know, Tutu Atwell, it, it was funny seeing mm-hmm. – Dwayne Eskridge gets drafted by the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Tutu Atwell goes to uh, goes to L.A. And I'm trying to remember who Arizona picked in the second round. Similar, they all picked these speedy slot receivers. It was, you know, it was kind of you know mimicking each other there in the uh, in the second round. Rondell Moore, that's who yes. the Cardinals got out of Purdue, who I think is a slight upgrade over Andy Isabella, who was drafted ahead of uh, DK Metcalf. <laughs> um, I won't take this UMass slander either. Um, but. Uh, yeah, it is. It's a, it's going to be an incredibly fun division to watch play out all year, and it's going to lead to heartburn for some fan bases out there. There's no doubt. Let's see if Julio Jones can get involved in this whole mix. That'd make it even more fun. Could he land in Arizona? Hopkins said he'd take a pay cut. He said he would. He'd be all in on taking a pay cut. Hey, this thing in Memphis. They don't go away. The nope. Grizzlies may not win this game, but they don't go away. Two hours in the book, still got one more to go. It's the nightcap here on VEASAN. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.